All right, looks like we are live and good to go. And uh, so welcome back to, well, welcome back really to the first episode of what we're calling our U.S. Vet Wealth MREs, Military Financial Readiness. You got to get all that goodness, that sustenance in your system to you know, have the uh, energy. That's what MREs are all about. Fill it up with calories. So we're just doing that with truthful, realistic, honest financial education. And most importantly, we promise no veggie omelet. No veggie omelet. So ranger pudding, whatever. We have our own versions of that because, hey, especially in this day and age, just like you need to be creative with the food and the MRE to make it good, this financial system is so full of bad ingredients that everybody's just force-fed to eat. We want to teach you how to look at it and simplify it and really get the best bang for your buck out of it because it's not their traditional same for retirement and for a savings plan that's going to guarantee you any sort of success i think that's not the proper mindset for really creating wealth and wealth isn't about getting rich it's about having the time to be able to educate yourself to do the things you want to be able to spend the time doing things you want instead of always working for somebody else unless it's of course somebody who's who's employing you in a job that you absolutely love. But if you're not striving to find that job, if you're not in, in it already, then uh, this is a big part of it. It all starts with the mindset. The a, a little background of what we're planning to do here and always open to feedback. So if you have thoughts that things we should talk about or have specific questions, please let us know. But Trevor's been working on putting together a curriculum that he's you know doing for a number of military units and we wanted to put it out online and make sure it was available to everybody. And this is trying to get the, the U.S. vet wealth approach uh, to how we want to look at finances in a different way, uh, get it out there and, and try to motivate, motivate whether active duty or otherwise uh, to take more financial control over their lives instead of gambling it in the stock market and thinking that's good financial advice. <laughs> All right, Trevor, I will pass it over to you and chime in with any you know, thoughts or questions I have along the way, but we'll just start rolling these things out, man, and uh, keep building from here. But every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is the plan, unless something comes up, of course. But what's today's topic? Hey, yeah, so you already hit on it. We're going to talk about mindset today. And I thought that was good that you brought up another point that I hadn't really had in my talking points. Too often, most people equate wealth with a dollar amount, which obviously that's certainly a component of it. But one thing that I've learned through coaching and all this other stuff that I do outside of my work here is that there's a lot more to wealth than just how much money you have. Time is huge. That was one of the things that I realized is my time is probably my most valuable asset. And a lot of other vets after they've transitioned, find that out. They have that aha moment like, oh, wait, that's, that's really what's most important. My time, that's my most valuable asset. And I think that's a good that you brought that up because that's when we're talking about mindset, that's a really good state of mind to be in is, is understanding like what's, what is your most valuable asset? Is it my retirement account that I have $300,000 in, or is it the fact that, you know, I have time to go do whatever I want to do, spend time with my family, go do cool shit. So good point. Yeah. I'm glad well, I, you... No, I just expound on it a little bit more. It's, we got to really hit this home in the mindset to truly understand. Cause we forget that when we sign up to, for service and we raise our, Oh, 
we are we are literally signing up every moment of our time to the government for the length of the contract. That's what it is. You are giving up all of your freedoms. Yes, you're still an American, but essentially if they say, oh, you're deployed tomorrow, that's your time. That's time away from things where you could be educating yourself, obviously spending time with family and stuff. That's what everybody always gets to. But really, I think it's about the time to build the skill sets to create wealth. Too often, uh, we're outsourcing that in, in an inefficient way. And so that's really the mindset that I think we can hit on. Yeah. And stay on track with what we had talked about before. What is the importance of mindset? I think it's way more important to dig into that early on than it is anything else, because that is your mindset is going to determine whether or not you're successful. If you're able to make this a priority in your life, then you will be successful. If it's not, if you just say, oh, I work and all this other stuff, like, if your work is your priority, then, hey, that's fine. There, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what your priority is, just don't expect all this other stuff to fall in line for you if you don't make those things your priority. And I've seen it time and time again. I see somebody will come and talk to me and they'll be super motivated. Like, yes, this is my priority right now. And then I'll say, okay, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do A, B, and C. Because... I tell people like, I don't make recommendations. I write prescriptions. It's up to you to take the medicine and I'll get them all excited. They'll be like, yes, we're, let's go do this. And then a week goes by and two weeks and three weeks. And they're like, you know what, man, I, it's tough. I just don't have, I just haven't had the time to do it. And the reality is, is I know that myself from running, you know, three separate businesses plus the podcast. That's not true. You have the time. It's just, you're prioritizing differently. I don't think if it's, did you have time to play video games or drink beer or what, then you have time to take five or 10 minutes to do some of these things that we talked about beforehand. That's again, mindset, right? Hey, this isn't really that big of a priority right now. I'll get to it later. If you're willing to say that about something that it's not a priority, mm -hmm. don't even start focusing on it until you're ready to get it done. It's, oh, maybe one day, or I'm just too busy, or at my next duty station, I hope to have more time. It's Then you don't truly want your, to control your time. If you're not taking yeah. every ounce of time you have now to build the systems in, and put the systems in place to free up more time later, it, it's just diminishing returns. And that's something that I had to overcome after I retired. I, I was trying to do too many different things at once, and I said, hey, you know what? I want to change the way I do things. I read a really good book. I have it right here. It's the Harvard Business Review Guide. It's getting the right work done, learning how to prioritize things. And, and so now I just say, hey, you know what? If I'm not ready to focus on this and make this my number one priority, I'm not even going to start on it <laughs> because what's going to happen is I'm going to have too many things out there in my life happening and I'm going to end up getting nothing done. It goes back to the whole, I can do one thing really well, or I can do a really terrible job at doing a whole bunch of different things. And so it's, I, I found that like when I was able to start focusing on just one thing and do it like intense focus on it, I actually got a lot more done than when I tried to do three or four things at once. A lot of that's being proactive with your scheduling and understanding how much time it takes to get something to do. Even if you just block off, time in your day to do it and say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to stick to this. It, there has to be a little bit of self-discipline there 
to make sure you stick with your calendar, but you can do it. When people say, I can't do that. I'm like, no, you just don't want to do it. Same thing. Like when I quit smoking, I quit smoking because I really wanted to do it. Not because I, I just one, woke up one day and I'm like, you know what, man, I'm sick of hacking stuff up every morning. I'm going to do this. And I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I had to get to that point where I was ready to do it. And once I did, it was easy to become successful. Yeah, it's, I've read that this specifically around like the nicotine thing. There's a misconception that we're it, it, people are addicted with the nicotine or whatever. And that's actually been bred into this is what happens in the financial system. We're brainwashed to believing it has to be this true. I have to make these sacrifices to, to prioritize my health or my finances. And that, no, you can just make and it changes anybody telling you how things are it's a stop for a second think for yourself and you know make the decision because every every day you don't do something that's a choice as well not to make a change it's a matter of want and desire and if you don't have it then how do we get to the point where we're not being complacent and give ourselves that motivation to have the want because Otherwise, it's just time's gone and it's just over. It's going to be too late. If if someone's using nicotine and they develop lung cancer or whatever, then it's over. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the same thing. People get to retirement and they're like, oh, man, all this stuff that I wish I would have done that in reality would have taken me, you know, a few minutes, maybe a few hours to get set up. And (laughs) I never did any of that. And now I'm I'm reaping the consequences of that down the road. So. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy, like, how many people I talk to that are like that. And typically, that's why I try to be very uh, stringent, like, when I'm talking to somebody initially, I'm like, hey, trying to get a feel for for how motivated they are, because people always say the same things, right? They're, oh, yeah, I can generally talk to somebody, and within five minutes, I can figure out whether or not they're going to actually see all this stuff through and be successful down the road. And some of them, it's not that they can't be in the future. It's just where they're at right now. I can tell, yeah, this isn't going to work for this guy. But to get on that next step that like, once you've made that decision and you're able to commit to the fact that, okay, yes, this is the priority of my life right now. The next thing you do is it requires you to educate yourself, to learn about what are the things that are relevant to my scenario? What are the What are the things that I need to be concerned about? What are the things that I need to, you know, learn how things operate? Do I need to know how to work on this car or do I just need to know how to drive it? I I think I've heard you use that analogy before. Do you need to know the the nuts and bolts and and where all the widgets work? Or do you need to know how to turn left without killing somebody? Do you need to know how the traffic lights work? Luckily, there's the mechanism put in place where you can safely operate them. But if you don't know how to operate it properly, it's super dangerous. Yeah. And part of that is you need to know the rules of the road, right? And so when it comes to personal finance, you need to educate yourself on how money works, not on how humans behave with money, which is like what you're going to get if you go talk to a lot of those, the gurus that sell a lot of books and they're on radio talk shows and they have millions of followers. Those people aren't advisors. And the big reason they're not advisors is because 
if they were licensed advisors and they said some of the shit that they say, <laughs> they, they wouldn't be licensed anymore because right. they would get fined a lot. But those people focus on how people work, not how money works, which is backwards. I know you're more likely to do this anyways. So I'm going to tell you how to behave. For, I'm like, no, you need to learn. It, that's what we do in the military. Do you think in boot camp that the, the drill instructors say, hey, I know you're more likely to do things like this. So just go ahead and no, they tell you, hey, here's the standard. Here's how you salute. Here's how you wear your uniform. Here's how you march. Here's how you shoot. You're expected to live up to that standard. They don't adjust it. Hopefully they don't adjust the standards to meet <laughs> your behavior or what you feel like you should do. And that's the thing about money is like that stuff is pretty solid, right? It's like the way money works is pretty solid. It's been, we know how it works. You should be making your decisions based off of that, not based off of your feelings about how money works. It's, you know, imagine if you're at the firing line and you're like, I feel like the gun would shoot better if I held it sideways like this instead of the way that they taught me. It's not going to work. And yeah, that's kind of the big point there is learn how money works, not how people work and adjust your behavior accordingly. So Hopefully that shouldn't be too hard if you've committed yourself to saying, yes, this is the priority of my life. Because that's, yes, those are, those are emotional decisions, but it's, you need to be able to focus more on, on what you've learned and taught yourself and consider the source too, that you're going to, if you're learning, because I know a lot of people say, I've read all these books and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, that person isn't focused on how money works. Like I've heard some of those people in their shows say, Hey, you know what? The mathematical side of my brain is going crazy when I tell people this, but I know they're more likely to do this anyways. So that's what I tell them to do. When you think about how money works, I think the one of the things that we get into a, a lot more than what you'll typically hear is like literally how the dollar in this case, because for Americans here, we're talking about the dollar. How is, how is money created? If you don't know how money is created, then you're not going to actually know how it works. We're just thinking that, okay, I get a dollar from my paycheck. I put it into some sort of savings revest, investment vehicle, and therefore it's going to grow. That's a really false perception because we're missing the whole point that just the creation of money in general and how the banking system works has actually been devaluing our currency, devaluing money for 100 years. So the last century, if you didn't know this, the value of the dollar has gone down 96% since the Federal Reserve was created in 1913. That is reality. And so we got to understand everything is losing money. Now they put a nice fancy word on it and say it's called inflation. And they act like it's just one of these magical things that just happens in the economy. It's like, no, that, that's not true at all. They're controlling it and creating it. And if you're just in the system, then your mindset is that of a pleb, a sheep. You're just like, okay, this is what we're supposed to do with the money. This is how it all works. No, at least understand what is the system that you're in. If What's the point of playing a game if you don't know the game you're playing? And that will at least open up your ideas to what's really happened on Wall Street. Not saying, hey, you still got to do the standard investment type vehicles. There's only so much of the game to get into. Yes, like we talked about on last week, you know, there's things like cryptocurrency and real estate, and these are all different strategies and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, 
what is that what does money really mean to you and what is the game you're in we're not thinking about it, then you're just spending all your time for, for somebody else's agenda. And wealth is about much more than that. And so that's what we, we were talking about with mindset. Yeah. And, you know, I think probably the last, the big point with this is after you've made the decision to commit and you've educated yourself on how, you know, money works and what's really relevant when you're putting together a strategy is you have to make decisions. That's anybody who's ever been in a combat zone or whatever knows that indecision is the number one killer. You know, the same thing. It's going to kill your chances for success if you can't make a decision. And that's the tough thing to do because if you've ever had any, you know, kind of training on the psychology of buying and selling things like buying, it, it's, it's an emotional decision, right? <laughs> You're afraid there's uncertainty which, you know, is why I tell people like, make sure you go out and educate yourself on this beforehand and make sure that the decisions you're going to make are right for you because everybody feels differently about this stuff. Some people I absolutely think probably feel the wrong way about this because they're not focusing on the tenets of what I personally think is important, but that's my opinion. So if you are saying like, Hey, you know what? I'm not so much worried about this. I'm worried about this. Okay. That's your decision. You're the one who's going to, you're steering your ship, right? You're going to decide where it ends up in port, but being able to act on that stuff and saying, okay, I understand this. I, I know the ups and downs, the pros and cons of it. What are my opportunity costs related with this decision? What are the consequences of taxes and market downturns and inflation and sequence of returns risk and all this other stuff and say, I'm confident in making this decision now. And, and really it's, it's a process, right? It's not an event. You don't just make a decision one time and say, okay, I'm good. I don't have to do anything else because the environment is constantly changing. So I have five little steps that I put on here. The first one is identify, know where you're at and where you want to go. Second is evaluate. That's the education. What are my options? What are the pros and cons of each one? And how do they help me get to where I want to go? And then that third step, decide. You have to make the decision and say, hey, this is what I'm going to go with and execute that, right? That's the fourth step. I have to put this stuff into play. And then after that, I'm constantly monitoring and adjusting. And that's once you get to that fifth step, yes, I monitored, I adjusted, I made my adjustments. The process starts all over again. It's not like a, a one-time thing. If you want to be lazy and just say, set it and forget it, then yeah, okay. Like you will probably have some money in whatever investments that you start, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be optimized from a, from a standpoint of all the risks that you're going to assume down the road. Yeah, because it's a constantly, you know, change in environment, it's especially right now. I like to look at the, the three-year time frame, but in this day and age, that could be down to six months and stuff. But I still th think three years is a good point. But typically, I'm giving a presentation later today, and we were putting our slides together. We said, hey, what's the problem with the undereducation in the financial you know, education for military these days? The problem is the education is either all about the, the right now, get out of debt, do a budget, so that you can do something for way down the road, save for retirement just 40 years, 40 years later. So that's just like a lot of, you know, hope and pray in between. It's like, what about what's in the middle? 
What about the things you can control and prepare yourself to take those stepping stones to keep on increasing your opportunities? You can create luck, but if you're not ready for it, you just pass it by. Whenever you say to somebody, oh, that guy's just lucky, it's no. They've positioned themselves to be able to act on an opportunity. And so I think this is a good way to wrap it up with that with that one question we, we always come back to. What would have to have, if we were having this conversation, if you're watching this video three years from now, and you're looking back to this very first video that we put together at the this education series, the Finance 2.0 stuff, what would have to happen in those three years? So put yourself there three years from now, looking back to today. What would have to happen in those three years for you to feel confident about your success uh, in personally and professionally so you can feel like you check those boxes? But more specifically, what dangers you have to look out, be prepared for. So you know, think about all the, the financial landscape that we're facing in 2021 and beyond. There's a lot of dangers out there. If we're just thinking things are, well, the stock market's always gone 8% on average every year for the last you know, eight, eight decades. It's like, really, that's not a very long period of time to, to judge that from. And it doesn't account for the internet age. So we're still in the early stages of that. So this is a whole new environment we're in. There's a lot of dangers to be aware of. But secondly, what are the opportunities? What are the opportunities that you could tap into? Uh, again, internet age. Anybody we're walking around with magic in our hands, people. Are you learning how to use it? Are you learning what world we're really in and why there's all these people making millions of dollars pulling it out of the air? And, and we're, we're thinking, oh, I just hope I get hired for a job. So you can go create it. And then finally, what are the strengths that you have and your skill set or your network that you can pull from? And are you building those particular skill sets rather than focus on weaknesses or just saying, I'm not good at something? Build your, put yourself in the position to capture those opportunities and keep moving that goalpost as new information comes to light. We've got to change our mindset from being fixed to this is how things always are, like it's the 1980s world forever and ever. It's just not. And unfortunately, 90% of the, of the world is just playing in that game. And so if you just step out and join us over here playing the new game, the mindset around that, quite frankly, it's just, a, it's really freeing. I, I remember when I finally was just like, oh, this is how the world works. It was just shocking. I was like, man, I went through four decades of my life almost before I learned, had anybody tell me this. But once I did, that was one of my first times I actually felt, oh, I can have control and, and do whatever I want. Having the motivation and <laughs> keeping up to consistency every day, that's a whole other thing. But it's its really important if you want to have control. One of the, I liked, you talked about luck there. And I think one of my favorite uh, quotes about luck is, you'll always find luck at the intersection of preparation and opportunity. Both of which are things that you can, paths that you can create yourself. So, But if we're only preparing for age 65, what a shame. <laughs> that we're leaving so much on the table because I'm not saying it's nobody's fault. That's what we've been led to believe that everything should be focused on this re retirement account and eventually working, stopping to work one day for somebody else. It's, you don't have to be on the fixed income mindset now. I'm not saying it just changes tomorrow. You got to you know, do the preparation for the opportunity. But anyways, that's our mission at us. Fet wealth. get yourself, get your strategies, 
financially prepared to take advantage of that opportunity whenever it presents itself. But if you're all locked up in that super long-term mindset, you'll never know what you might miss. So we want to make sure that you have all the resources available to you in the modern age. And so if you are looking to learn more about that, obviously that's what we do at US Vet Wealth. Got all sorts of books and resources on our website. But if anybody would like to set up a free asset map consultation, this is where we go through what are the resources you have for you right now. And then with our other education about building personal brand getting modern skill set development and then setting it up and tying it into that financial strategy so you can have a lot more control. I'm happy to do one of those consultations free of charge, our way of giving back to the veteran community so that more people can you know, see some of the freedoms they can create for themselves and, and let them figure out what they want to do next with it. But visit usvetwealth.com. Please subscribe, hit the little bell for this show if you want to be notified whenever we're going live. Uh, typically, it's going to be noon, lunch and learn style on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. But as we're getting this show off the road and uh, tweaking and stuff, bear with us if we need to shift things around. If we find out people are more available at other times, we want to be flexible there. But we will, do want to be consistent with this series because it's going to turn into a course and a book that Trevor's been working on. So we're really excited to get this out and thank you all for joining us. We had a bunch of people pop in live. So that's always nice. And look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Trevor, you got anything before we uh, sign off? Nope. Yeah, I think I pretty much covered everything. So cool. thanks for joining us. Awesome. Awesome. All right, everybody. We will see you on Friday. Take care.